I speak to you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. In 2009, several decades after the first female Episcopal priests were ordained, the Reverend Susan Slaughter was ordained to the priesthood in the Episcopal Diocese of Fort Worth, now Episcopal Church in North Texas. And I got to know her a few years later when she came to serve at my home parish. She took me with her to minister at the bedside of dying folks. She suggested books to me that fed my soul. She blessed me before I preached. And she even straightened my alb in the very kindest way once. And well, she not only persisted in places that were pretty difficult at times, but she thrived, and she thrives in ministry. Some of the reason that I'm here is because I got to see what happens when agency is actualized to its fullest, the perfect combination of faithfulness and a generous God meeting up together. And that's just what we have today in our gospel when Jesus encounters the Syrophoenician woman. But let's back up just a little bit. In the early days of Jesus' ministry, it's not exactly clear how far he will go. Divine healing just radiates out of this man. And yet, how many lives will he touch? How many places in creation will be knit back together? Will this be the revolution of love that the world so desperately needs? Even with the power and agency that Jesus wields, the great cost of faithfulness is served up on a platter in Mark chapter 6, when a young woman's diminished agency becomes a marred and twisted reflection of God's desire for her life. Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist, is executed on a whim. His death is now a sign of post for Jesus as he walks on the path that the grizzled wilderness prophet proclaimed and prepared for him. It is the valley of the shadow of death that Jesus must walk through after John's demise, and yet Jesus will not be stopped. His response to the death of John could have been a setback in his ministry. And yet his very next steps involved the feeding of the 5,000 in which all ate and were filled. Jesus is demonstrating in powerful ways who he is and that his mission will move forward. There's simply no way it can be contained. And he is pushing against boundaries that are making it impossible for him to stay close to home. With each healing, with each encounter with people, questions surface. Is he sent to minister to his own kin, his people, the Jews? How far will Jesus' ministry reach? And so our gospel today begins with a journey to Tyre about 40 miles up north of Galilee in Gentile territory. 
Jesus meets a woman and he responds roughly to her request to heal her daughter. And it's easy to want to jump in, jump to a conclusion that she's a woman and he's a man and therefore he automatically holds more societal clout. But let's look closer. Commentators are quick to add that even though she is a woman, she may have more cultural capital. She is described as Greek, and this might suggest something about wealth and status. You see, in this swiftly moving gospel, every word counts. And we already know too much about her to relegate her as someone who will be ignored. Also, Jesus is now in her neighborhood, not in his own. And all of this matters. And to be clear, this really isn't about her proving her worth to Jesus anyway. This isn't a woman begging for agency. She wants her daughter healed. She's not asking to be a disciple and follow Jesus on his many missions. She's simply asking Jesus to do what he's already doing. And Jesus doesn't deny her request. He never says no. But it's more like, not right now. And she wants him to hurry up already. In her exchange with Jesus, she's showing him that she sees no limits to what his ministry might look like, and she speaks from great urgency and need, a desperate need. As believers, we know there is a deeply compelling reason for why Jesus is there, to heal the beloved creation. And for this woman, it starts with her daughter. She sees Jesus' power and authority, and it's as if she's asking him, how far will you go? The woman's dialogue with Jesus not only gets him to change his mind, but she is a catalyst. She's the spark that amplifies, expands, and speeds up the work that Jesus is doing. She doesn't need to waste time and drag Jesus to her home to heal her daughter. When he tells her to go, that the demon has left her daughter, she doesn't wait around. There's no more discussion. The woman doesn't say goodbye or even thank Jesus. She believes him. She goes home to see what God has done and finds her daughter healed. What happens next says everything about what has taken place. So I want to return to my very, very paraphrased question from the woman to Jesus. How far will you go? I hear it resonating in the next verses in Jesus' movements because we get an immediate answer in the next section of the text. What does Jesus do? Well, he sets out on a new course. He doesn't go home. He doesn't go back to familiar stomping grounds. He goes out of his way south. And the text really is a bit confusing about how this all works on a map. But he goes on the east side of Galilee to the Greek city of Decapolis, the center of Greek and Roman culture. And when he does this, he encounters more people of different cultures and backgrounds. It is no surprise that when people discover Jesus in Decapolis, 
the ripples of healing just continue and he heals the deaf man. How far will you go, Jesus? This gospel quietly explodes with the answer and the healing force of God as Jesus continues to engage in actions that challenge folks in power, those who might use their agency as a weapon. And his work begins and continues that restoration of creation and the reclaiming of what it means to be fully human. The gospel shows us that the power of God is just that, powerful and for all. Jesus, how far will you go? His ministry will extend with open arms, even as his hands and feet are nailed to the cross, gathering up the whole world in his embrace. As a result, we Christians gaze upon this gospel today through the lens of the resurrection. And so I want to invite you to look upon the scene again in Mark. With no limit to what God can accomplish, we witness a woman whose agency is expressed to the fullest on behalf of someone else, her daughter. And yes, Jesus could have just told her no and walked away. But we worship a God who has endowed this woman and all women and all people who are often underestimated with agency simply because we all belong to God. And that is our gift from the Creator. Not only does this woman persuade Jesus to expand the scope of his ministry, as one scholar puts it, Jesus is literally rerouted by this woman. And in doing so, expands his reach and furthers the kingdom of God. This is a resurrection story in so many ways, but particularly in the life of the Greek woman and her daughter. So where do we find ourselves in the gospel today? We're at this really unique place right now in the life of God, in the life of the church, and at heavenly rest especially. We are beginning a new program year, a fresh place to discern God's call. But we're also at uncertain places as well, where we're trying to figure out how to be faithful as each day looks different, with many challenges and opportunities. And the question I return to after spending time in this gospel is this, how far will you go? How far will we go together? Are we willing to be persuaded to dream big even when the best plan maybe, the only plan seems to be to go slow or to stay in a holding pattern? Well, our gospel today frees us from our often limited scope, reminding us of our God-given agency and that God dreams something so grand for us. How will your life amplify the activity of Christ and accelerate the coming of the kingdom of God? How will you use the agency 
that God's given you to participate in healing work, maybe on behalf of someone else. There were many markers on the path that Jesus walked, guideposts of pain and suffering, but also of great joy, hope, and life. And you may consider your own path and see that you have experienced much, maybe too much lately, and the road, it seems daunting at times. But the road that we walk together, well, it's blessed by the footsteps of Jesus and those who helped keep him going. How far will you go? Amen.